For today's meditation, we're going to pray with the gospel of today's Mass, John 14, 1-6. So wherever you are, just encourage you to find your place of prayer. Go to your prayer chair or your kneeler, or maybe you're in a church, but wherever. Focus your mind and heart on this encounter with the Lord. And let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we enter into this moment of prayer with you, Jesus, we know that you're present with us here. We activate our faith in you, our belief that you are here with us that there's nothing more important in our life than spending time with you now. You want to be with us. We also activate that virtue of hope. We hope and are confident trust in everything that you've promised. You promise that when we seek you in prayer, you are there. You promise that you're going to prepare us a place in heaven. We believe that you are preparing, even now, a place for us to be with you forever. We trust and are confident that you have us in the palm of your hand. That anything that worries or concerns our hearts right now, does not escape your loving providential care. So we hope in you, we hope in your power, in your love. And we refresh that virtue of love as well, that fundamental virtue of our life, that we love you. That we're driven by love and desire for you and for the good things that you promise us and that you propose to us in the gospel. We love you. We love your will. We love your providential care. We love not only what you do and provide for us, but we love you for your own sake, because you are all good and loving and deserve our love. We humble ourselves before you, Lord, as we come into your presence. We know that we are sinners in your presence, that we've offended you and we're sorry. We ask for your mercy. So as we turn to you, you also will show us and grant us your forgiveness. We humble ourselves before you. We are creatures whom you sustain in existence with every breath, with every thought, is sustained by you, even when we're not thinking of you. 
And now we imagine ourselves in your presence, but also we go back into that upper room where you were with your disciples at your last supper. We enter into that space, that large square room with the marble benches along the walls, some large Roman com columns that sustain the roof, the ceiling. Then imagine that U-shaped table, just a few feet off the ground, much shorter than our normal tables. The group of your apostles lying on their sides, on their left arm and elbows so that their right hand is free to reach onto the table and imagine the beautiful arrangement of Passover food, all the different condiments and wine glasses, fruit, pita bread and dip and all the sumptuous Mediterranean food spread out. And you are there speaking to your disciples. And at one point you say to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. There were not, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus, on this night, when you are betrayed by Judas, when the power of the Jewish people through the Sanhedrin is coming against you to judge you, when the Romans, with all their authority, are coming to arrest you, put you to death, you tell us, do not let your hearts be troubled. Indeed, Lord, my heart is often troubled. Troubled by the world, politics, social situations, many crazy ideas that are affecting society and children, the way they think. I'm troubled by situations in my family. Separations, divisions, misunderstandings. I'm troubled with what goes on in my own heart and will. The way I don't do the good that I want and know I should. So many things trouble my heart. And yet you tell me, do not let your hearts be troubled. 
your answer for my troubles is found in the following line. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. Yes, Jesus, the answer to my troubled heart is faith in you. Belief in you, in the Father. And indeed, I do believe in you. I do choose you so often in my life. Choose you in my prayer time that I'm giving to you right now. I choose you in acts of virtue and love and patience and, and forgiveness and pursuing the good, which I do many ways each day. I do believe in you. But like that centurion, I ask you, help my unbelief. Increase my faith. So that the troubles that assuage my heart would not separate me from you. You tell me, Jesus, that in your Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it weren't true, you wouldn't have said so. You wouldn't have told me that you're going to prepare a place for me. That's why you invite me to believe that you're preparing a place for me. I believe, Jesus, that right now you are preparing a heavenly home for me. A place of rest, of, of joy, of fulfillment, of celebration, of communion with all those I've loved in this life that have gone to be with you. A place that will house all those I love now. That you prepare a beautiful, amazing dwelling place for me. And not just a place that will have all the things that will fulfill and bring me bliss and happiness. But uh, above all, it's a place where I'll encounter you. You tell me I will come back and take you to myself so that where I am, you also may be. That place you're preparing right now for us is exactly that, a place for us, me and you. That union with you, that deep faith in you that I desire to grow, you will fulfill that. All of my longings for goodness, for truth, for beauty, for fulfillment, you will satisfy. I believe that. And I believe you're preparing that place for me even now. Indeed, why should my heart be troubled? You told me that it's better that you go away, not just so that you could send me the paraclete, but so that you could prepare this place for me and bring me to yourself. 
and you tell me where I'm going, you know the way. But just like Thomas, it's true that sometimes we don't know where you're going or what you're doing. And we doubt if we know the way. Sometimes the distance we feel from you, Lord, makes us wonder where you're going, where you're leading. Where's the path? Where's the way? Because you have gone away to prepare a place and that distance sometimes leaves me doubting, wondering, confused. Jesus, I know you understand my limitations, my lack of faith, my human condition. Just like Thomas at times were tempted, I'm tempted, that I don't know the way. So Jesus, bring your light into my life, into those areas of doubt and confusion. Reveal yourself. Show me yourself. That even though I've been with you like Thomas and seen so many miracles, seen so many amazing things that you've done in my life, yet I'm still tempted to doubt. And so, Jesus, I pray in my poverty, come, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Show me the way. In fact, you tell Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You are the way. Your teachings, what you've revealed of the Father's heart through the Gospels, what you've revealed through the traditions of so many men and women who've loved you and tried to follow you and, and established the church. You've come to us. You are the way through the sacraments in your Eucharist so that your body and blood would bring me to everlasting life as you promised in John 6, that if I eat and drink, I'll have everlasting life. That's the way. Your baptism, the baptism you underwent when you underwent under the waters and the Father shone and spoke, this is my beloved Son, listen to him. You are the way in baptism. You are the way in confession and humbly revealing to you my weakness and asking for your mercy. And following your words that say, whatever is bound on earth will be bound in heaven, but what you loose through your church, through your priest, will be loosed. Confession is part of the way to you. The confirmation, that grace I received in your Holy Spirit to make me a witness, that's also the way. Indeed, you have gone away, but you've also revealed to us the way. Prayer, the Our Father, of how to live our life in imitation of you through the Beatitudes. 
how to follow you through the sacraments. So many ways you've come revealed through your life, through your scripture, through your church, the way to you. So Lord, I want to come to you. I want to come to the Father. I don't want any other way than the way you've revealed. Even if at times my heart is troubled, I want to have faith in God and faith in you. So that one day I'll arrive to the house you're preparing for me. Bring me with you, Jesus. So with the remaining time we have in prayer, continue your dialogue with the Lord. Give him thanks. Spend time praising him, thanking him, maybe repenting for ways you don't follow the way he's revealed. Intercede, asking for the grace you need to follow him more closely, to enjoy more intimacy with him. Intercede for others. And then listen. Listen to what Jesus says to your heart. And at the end, that time will formulate a resolution. Today, Jesus, I want to follow your way by listening to my conscience. Small and big ways. Just want to follow in faith the way you mark out for me. Without rebellion, without selfishness, without appealing to my rights, my defense, without wanting to nurse my woundedness, but trust that in following your way, I will find life. Amen.